right, and we're back. Where we have JC Marcus joining us and Andy Diosa, who is now the biggest supporter of Real Madrid because after what they did at PSG, my goodness. Does do you have the Mbappe shirt? I gotta ask you, Andy. Nah, man. I definitely don't have a, a no PSG shirts, but you do have to give some credit to my dedication to this soccer jersey thing that I've been doing for this podcast, man. Every time I'm on here, it's a new one. I'm dedicated. I'm under the you collection. Do, man, you got some money, bro. I, I want to be like you when I grow up and be able to afford all these jerseys, man. How do you do it? How, how do you do it, man? Tell me. Can't, can't, can't give the secrets on air, but I'll talk to you on time, <laughs> man. <laughs> JP, how you doing? You're not you don't you don't have a jersey on. You got the jersey on. My collect. I, I got. I, I can't. I can't copy Andy though. That's Andy's thing. I got my jerseys, but Andy. Andy got. That's Andy's thing on this show. Look, we don't. We no one needs to uh, one up anybody. You know, but you know, what I'm saying because clearly Andy. Andy's leading the way. You know, I'm over here just struggling. You know, recycling the same jerseys because you know, <laughs> that's all I can afford. I'm sorry. That's 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 the budget. You know. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> uh, let's obviously we're here to we're here to talk LAFC. It was uh, it was a very interesting um, week. It was down in Miami. Um, you know, it's, it's a it was a good game uh, for LAFC to, to bounce back after after a tough uh, Portland Timbers one uh, one game. A lot of the questions going in. There was a lot of injuries, right? Would we see Carlos Vela start, right? Chiqui Palacios, you know, Escobar, and all these different things. The main thing was Vela got the start, and I think that was, that was very exciting. Uh, JP, what, what were your overall thoughts on, on this game against Miami? Um, it was just a grind fest. You know, um, one could argue that last season, LAFC would have lost this game or dropped points at this game. Um, you know, you have a, three different men um, in the back line. You know, you try a, a basically a completely new back line. Um, you know, Vela returns. Um, you have Opoku instead of Chicho in. So there's some, there's some rotations there. Um, and the team ultimately, you know, got three points, grinded it, grinded it out, and you know, found the back of the net twice, and you know, off a deflection in the goal, and then off, you know, a free kick that nobody touches. So, was it the prettiest game? Was it the nicest game? No, but you know, in MLS, you just have to grind through 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 wins, um, especially on the road. Yeah, no, and I think, and they definitely did that. It was windy. It was rainy. It had all those different elements into it. And you had a 32-52 rocking, um, which I think is always amazing that you get to see uh, when, when they travel and able to make that, that amount of noise. And you, what, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, JP said it. It's, uh, you know, it's a difficult game always, A, going across the country and playing somewhere that's a uh, difference in, obviously, time zones. I mentioned it earlier in the week that, this was the earliest game LAFC is going to play. It was a 10.30 Pacific time start. And to not to use it much as an excuse, but if you think about the players and routines and things like that, it definitely throws you off when you're playing a game that's that early. So going into it, that was already one thing. And then obviously the weather was very um, Florida. It was it was peak Florida weather where you didn't know what was going to happen within the five, 10 minutes. But um, Charendolo said after the game, like you, you know, it, it is what it is. We still have to control those elements. And I think that, for the most part, LAFC was was able to do so. And at the end of the day, like JP said, you gotta you gotta grind out wins on the road in this league. Um, and and it, there's a pretty good argument to be had that maybe a LAFC team last year would have would have struggled in that in that condition in those elements. But uh, you know they got it done. And and anything anything else is secondary to the fact that they flew back west with three points. 
Yeah, no, I think it was big because also <clears throat> uh, Miami had, was struggling. They, they got smacked around last weekend. And they actually, I feel like they actually played a decent game. They made it very difficult for LAC in the first half because if it wasn't for that deflection of uh, Carlos, I mean, uh, Carlos Vela's pass to Mahala, I thought it was honestly, to be honest with you, it was kind of a boring first half. You know, there wasn't too much. Uh, there wasn't really too many opportunities. And then it was good to see, uh, obviously, Mahala get his goal um, because he, he, he got the start over, over, I believe Chicho, right? So he get the start. He's getting the start. So he's going to be the guy, whether Vela is available or Chicho's not, whatever happens. And I think that's good to see. And also I think it's good to see because he's, we've been seeing him in preseason taking shots. And I think he's been wanting to get this goal and you see how, how excited he was. So we're, we're going to play the goal. Hoku sprinting in now in the box has an opportunity left foot back of the net. 45th minute. The 20-year-old from Ghana has put the visitors on the board, one nothing. They took advantage of um, some uh, miscommunication there between the midfielders and the defenders from Inter Miami. There's a deflection there. Breakshade turns the other way and it leaves Opoku all alone inside the 18. And he did what he was supposed to do there, Bruce. So I mean, he he did what he was supposed to do. He put it away. Uh, JP, what are you, what are your thoughts on Mahala getting his first goal and uh, finally getting that monkey off his back? Yeah, I mean, we saw it um, in the first preseason game against the Revs. You know, he definitely wanted a goal. He he was being a bit selfish in a preseason game, which is fine. You know, it's a preseason game. Um, get all 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 the touches you can. Uh, but he has energy, man. He he has energy. In this game, you saw it, and in the minutes he's he's been getting, you've seen it. Um, and finally being able to score has been great. Um, you know, Vela plays a, tries to get a ball to Sifu and it gets deflected. So it wasn't even like a full play that LAFC developed. Um, but you know, you still get a poker to, to get on it and, you know, puts it in the back of the net off a deflection or whatever. But, you know, he was there. You know, he had, he had his eyes on goal and, and puts it in the back of the net. So it's great for him, great for his confidence um, and for Dolo to see that, you know, he, he can produce um, when given minutes. Yeah, and I, I think to me, he's definitely that guy. And it's, it's going to be tough, right? Because it's, if he starts doing these things and let's say uh, Vela and Chicho are on point or if not, I think he's going to come off the bench. But if, if we say Vela and Chicho are on, then he has a real shot at potentially taking that starting role from Brian Rodriguez if Brian Rodriguez is not able to produce like this. But I think we're a long way from that conversation right now because I still believe Brian Rodriguez, Chicho, Rango, and Carlos Vela. To me, you would put those starters unless Mahala – keeps making noise like this, then you're going to be put, Dolo's going to be put in a situation that he may have to drop one of them. Andy, what are your thoughts on Mahala? I think Mahala, for the opportunities that he's had, even going in the past, he's, he's definitely taking advantage. You know, obviously that CCL goal stands out. But for me, the thing is, is what JP said. He brings a, a certain energy that uh, it reminds me a bit of, of Latif Lesson in the early days where he's just a constant motor. And I think that's the one thing that's super impressive about Mahala is he's nonstop. And for a team that controls so much possession, that kind of plays uh, that type of football, I think for him being that that guy that's always making runs into the boxes and looking for those opportunities, it's it's huge to have somebody like that, whether or not he's coming off the bench or he's starting. Um, you know, I, I've talked to you about what I think about Chicho. I think he just came back from Colombia a little out of shape and is not fit. Um, I don't necessarily believe that he was injured. So it's good that Mahala got the start and, I think it opens up a bigger point about this team being deep enough that they're able to do those rotations on the road. But in the terms, in terms of the game, it's like, 
he scores right before halftime, which obviously hurts for a team. And then like a minute later, Breck Shea gets, gets the red card and gets tossed. So now Miami's going into halftime with their head down because of the goal. And then the red card, it's like, it's super hard to bounce back from that. And I will give Phil Neville and Miami credit. They actually played decent in that second half, a man down and, and really took it to LAFC for, I feel like a majority of that first half of that second half. So um, it, it was a really tricky game, really weird game. But at the end of the day, having a player like Mahala be an option is incredible. And I, and I tweeted this during the game, which is to me is something that it's, it's kind of important to see that Mahala really was a Bob Bradley guy. We have to remember that. Like that was his guy. He wanted him there. He, he kind of like helped him grow little by little. And I think quickly Terundolo is going to be like, hey, this is my guy too. Because if you remember what Steve said coming in, he's like, you know, we're going to make our decisions based on who had the best preseason and who's yep. playing the best. So he's not necessarily falling into that routine of we're just going to start the guys that we think should be starting because of name or whatever the case may be and you know if you give a player like that chances and he and he contributes with a goal and energy and little things around the field then uh, it's a great thing to see so I, I think for him at that age um, after the game he was very happy to speak you could tell how excited he was to score and stuff like that so um, all good signs to to for a poker to, to have that contribution for them yeah no I, I love Mahala's energy his energy is just a match and he is so effective, whether he's on the bar or not. You you just know what you're going to get out of him regardless. And I think for me last year, before he got the in knee injury, he was very important uh, for LAFC when, when Carlos Fuelov went down for a couple months. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, they, they dropped him back to, to the lights. And that's where he picked up the injury. But to me, I, I do see Mahalad being a starter in this league. And I think uh, Shono has, has a has – a, has a, a problem. It's a good problem, you know, uh, when Mahala is doing that because I think it's just little. It ha it's going to elevate everybody else's game, you know. I, to me, that like I said right now, Brian Rodriguez, uh, uh, Chicho, and Vela are the starters. But if Mahala continues to do this, wow, you know, Chicharongo is getting back, working at things, and maybe we see Vela. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, you you hope Vela is, is healthy. But if, if Mahala continues to do this, whether it's off the bench or he starts, um, he 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 is one of the most important players for LAFC. He's an excellent factor. And I, I'm with you. I think he is just like a Latif blessing a couple of years, you know, he bring in that energy and he has that type of motor. And I think it's very special uh, to the, they have a player like that, that is really ready to do anything, any given time, because he can really change uh, the game for you at any moment. Um, I do want to talk about uh, the the other player, uh, Ishmael, who, who, who he also got this goal. I know you used just a couple minutes in, um, it was a weird game. It was a weird game with the weather and all these different things. But what I'm noticing so far of, of, of this LAFC game, team from last year is they're winning. The, they're winning the games they should be winning, and they're not losing at home. And look, it's three games in, but to me, it's already a complete different energy. I don't know, even being in the in the press calls and everything like that. To me, I, I sense a completely different LAFC uh, team just three games in and i know that's a small sample size and i don't want to get too crazy here but to me this is already a completely different team jp yeah i mean you could argue that the team started you know in a similar way you know you you beat austin you tie to seattle and then you tie to houston um and houston was an easy game on paper winnable this is into a winnable game on paper and they did it um especially on the road um they're just pulling away with with points that last season just wasn't happening um, I don't know if that's the team, the depth of the roster, Dolo, um, Tolo's ideas, but it's just clicking for the team. Um, it's just, it feels different. Um, they look different, you know, and you have two clean sheets, um, one on the road and one at home. So you can't really ask for a better start. 
Um, Dolo makes the, the subs at the right times or, you know, he makes the right subs, maybe not at the right time. Maybe you can make some sooner, give players more minutes, but so far so good. Um, Ismail, uh, I mean, we got him on a steal from Charlotte, you know, Charlotte could really be using him right now. Um, but they traded him to us. Um, and, and, you know, he, he's an MLS cup winner, you know, he just won it with, with New York city. Um, so he knows, you know, the, the tribulations of, of an MLS season. He, He's an experienced guy in the league, and he can definitely help the locker room. Or even Opoku, you know, who plays his position, um, how to develop in this league. Yeah, lot, lots of options. Um, Andy, I'm going to play this goal, and I want your thoughts on it. And that is going to find the back of the net. Went right on it, and he puts it in the back of the net to Jory Shorty. In the 82nd minute, he only checked into the game in the 70th. Two nothing, LAFC. Yeah, Gilbert's wondering what happened. Who missed the target? Nobody touched the ball. Went. So obviously, I didn't. I didn't get to watch a lot of uh, Ismail last season because obviously he played at NYCFC. He is an MLS Cup winner. Um, he scored off a set piece. I'm assuming this is something he could provide off his arsenal. But I'm saying I feel that was more luck than anything because it looked more of a, a of a of a cross than a goal. But I think it's good to see that. Uh, let's talk about the depth that LAFC has, but also Ishmael and what he could provide for this LAFC team. I think that's that's the most important point. Like you said, the depth is the fact that he was even able to get on the field. First of all, um, recovering from that minor procedure surgery that he had. Uh, he's a he's an experienced player in this league. A few years back in NYCFC, he was their star player. Uh, he he has talent, and obviously with the pieces that LAFC has, it's not easy to get you know all those guys on the field at the same time. But again, credit to Chirondolo's, uh point is that he's he says this is a deep team, and we're going to use everybody. We need everybody to be active. So it's it's tough when when you have all these players that are very very talented. But like JP said, you know I think Steve is doing a good job at rotating it because. We talked about this, you know, to to being tired when it came to Bob is like, you know, his guys and and that was it. The subs were limited and rotations were limited. And I think ultimately that's what ended up being the downfall for LAFC when you started seeing players get so tired, players get so injured um, frequently, things like that. So uh, it's it's per- it's a perfect start. And yeah, the, the goal is 100 percent luck. And it's an assist by the the by, by Mother Nature down in, in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, like I said, typical Florida weather. But at the same time. Uh, like Alex was just talking about in the Galaxy segment, Costa got credit for that goal in, in the set piece. And at the end of the day, it's going to say to Jory Shroud, he got his first goal with LAFC, what, 10, 15 minutes after being on the field and his debut with the team. And that's all that really matters. He was another player that spoke after the game, very happy, very excited. And it's it's really a dream debut if you just put it at the fact that they needed a second goal because Miami was still pressuring them. And it was him that got it. They were able to get the three points in, in Miami. So that part is is great to see. I think I said it when when they got him from Charlotte, he could really uh, he could be a key contributor for this team. Uh, I don't think as a starter, as long as everybody's still healthy, but uh, a piece that if you bring a guy like that off the bench is, is crazy. And then you look at just the roster as a whole in terms of depth. And this is 100 percent the deepest team LAFC has had. Uh, there's just and we said it during the offseason. JT, I feel like he hit home runs with a lot of these signings. Yep. And I think he addressed a lot of the areas that that were concerns for, for LAFC and. Once again, if Sorrentino is able to rotate these players, that he's not just throwing the same eleven out there, game after game. Especially if you see the fact that this is that was the, a road game and conditions are tough. And let's let's be honest, LAFC's schedule hasn't been the hardest 
up to this, you know, coming into this weekend and then going into the break. But then again, you have to remember that Colorado was top in the, in the West last year and obviously Portland's Portland. So those are just the dynamics of it. But we're going to see these players get rotated. I think this was the perfect game to make those rotations because of what happened in the last game where some players picked up injuries and some players were fatigued. But I think all in all, like the players are are bought into to what Steve is preaching. And to JP's point, it could be a lot of different things that are uh, contributing to that. But I think at the end of the day, you know, when a new coach comes in, it's just new energy. And and yep. this team still has that same mentality, just with a different kind of focus, if that makes a little bit of sense. And I think that's what has that, you know, them at this point, because they know, once again, they they're, they want to push to be top team in the league. They want to be obviously uh, very competitive at home, which they've been in their, in, you know, in their history. But it's these little moments that we look back at these last seasons. Like, hey, they, maybe they would have tied this game. Maybe they would have yeah. lost that game against Portland yep. at, at the bank. So those little things, although it's just three games in, you have to take them all as positives for LAFC. Yeah, no, I would agree. It's new energy. Uh, like I said this last time, it's three games in, but I'm very impressed with Steve Sharando. Look, I didn't, I watch any Las Vegas lights or, or paid attention. You know, I was, I just saw the record. And, you know, when you go off a record, you can't really see, you don't, you, you that doesn't tell you the whole story. But being in there in the press calls and hearing him and stuff, the energy is different. The vibe is different. And you're right. He's doing a lot of things that Bob Bradley uh, maybe was a little too stubborn to do or or, or whatever the case it was. But I, and, and the players are buying into it. Three games in, there's 31 other games going on. So I think it's exciting to see if you're an LFC fan um, because this is what you expect to win on the road and win in, in tough places, especially tough conditions, but also to have depth and this type of depth that they have. Um, I do want to talk about, uh, you know, with, with the player and so much competition, not everybody is going to want to potentially stay or have the same opportunity. Uh, and one of those players that uh, appears to be on his way out is uh, Kim Moon Wan. Um, he's reportedly going back to the K-League. Um, you know, he ended up coming over here for, I believe, 600000 Steve Hahn from Goal, he said it, the, it's about a million-dollar transfer fee. Uh, for LAFC, which I think a million dollars for Kim Moon, I think that is amazing if they get that. I feel like that is a steal because one, he's not even. I know he started the, this 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 uh, this past weekend, but uh, if we're being realistic, I don't I don't see Kim Moon being a, a right back starter. I see him coming off the bench, whether it is on the right back role or the midfield. But it looks like he's he's on his way out. And it's also World Cup here. I don't think he's on the World Cup roster at the moment, or he hasn't gotten that look. He's flying back in order to to uh, to go back to Korea. He has to fly so far to go play games out there, in, you know, in Asia, and then fly back to LA. I feel like the flight is out. Uh, you know, there's many things that that probably play into this, but it, it seems like you know, so from some of the people I'm talking about, it's pretty much a done deal, and Kim Momon is going to be on his way out. Uh, so what does this mean for LFC, right? What does this mean for Kim Moon? Maybe they don't have that 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 additional right back depth, but they get a lot of money uh, from Kim Moon in the deal. They made four hundred thousand. Uh, JP, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, um, Kim, I think wants to make this World Cup. I think that's his priority, and he thinks going back to the K League uh, to Hyundai is is best bet. You know, he's going to the best team in Korea, or historically one of the best teams in Korea. You know. Uh, they won the K-League last year. Um, they've won the Asian uh, Champions League. And he's going to play the Asian Champions League, the K-League, uh, when he goes back. So that's two big competitions. And he doesn't have to fly if he gets called up to the national team. Um, he just never really uh, got consistent minutes here at LAFC. I think uh, his injury, the flights, um, never really let him settle in. Um, he has amazing upside, I think, 
Um, but he's also not the youngest guy. So if there's a young guy you could get in the summer um, just for depth, then I think you go out and, and get that. Um, it's just sad that it never was able to work out. But um, I think that's something that JT needs to needs to do in the summer if he leaves, you know, get a, get a right back to add that depth um, if he leaves. Yeah, it's unfortunate because he came here with so much hype. Um, you know, as a player that was going to connect with the, you know, with the Korean, uh, you know, folks that was, uh, you know, supporters with the Korean supporters uh, of LAFC. Unfortunately, um, I just did not work for Kim Moon for whatever the reason was. And I don't think you can blame him for wanting to make that World Cup roster or anything like that. I think it's probably best for both parties because I really don't I don't know where he would uh, where he fit uh, in this roster unless Escobar um was not was not able was not going to be able to, to play we'll see we'll see what happens but uh, Andy what are your thoughts on this whole Kim Moon um experiment I feel like it's it's pretty surprising when I saw the the rumor surface um not not expected because like I said the team I feel like it was built in the in the right way to to have those pieces um on the bench whenever you need them and, and to rotate and a player like Kim to me I think he's he's very solid but uh, obviously, the World Cup year it puts a lot of things into perspective. A lot of um, you know you want to be playing if, if you have those aspirations. So, in, in that sense, it does make sense. Um, and I'm also curious if it does go down, what maybe uh, Trendelo has a plan. I mean, there's obviously now uh, an abundance of center backs on this team, and we're still forgetting that Segura's you know recovery is going to boot somebody out of that you know that position eventually. I'm assuming when he gets healthy. Uh, so maybe one of those center backs shift over and, and kind of plays more of a right back. Uh, I don't know who that may be. It could be a Biaga, could be Henry, whatever, maybe Mamadou, you know, Mamadou likes to attack. So maybe that's something that they experiment with. And then there's also Latif Blessing that we know that has that, that history of playing in, in that position. That's also another option. So I think in terms of depth is fine. If, if, if Kim does end up leaving because the team is not defensively, not short to me. And another thing is we know Steve, his focus is on defense. So, if, if this is a, a move that he's okay with making, then subsequently something there he's fine with experimenting or, or filling in a gap. So uh, I think that um, for Kim and, and his personal journey, if that's what he wants to do, then that's cool. Obviously, being so far from home is, is a huge deal. And and those flights for international break, uh, even within the last year, we saw how much that kind of affected him in terms of like trying to get back into the, into the mend of things because it's not as easy as just coming from I mean, even South America is far. We're factoring at late, but like mm-hmm. it's still, you know, a whole different journey to get as far as he has to go. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that does happen, how it goes down. But if it is that money that you said, that is definitely uh, a pretty price tag for LAFC. They won't be mad at that. And and the thing is, they also have room to to improvise um, in terms of in terms of looking for players in the summer. Obviously, that um, that DP spot is still open, so they're not gonna they're they're still actively searching to fill this roster. Uh, maybe not as urgently as they were when the offseason started, but there's still probably going to be some players that come in if they feel the need. So um, if they are going to make a trade, if that if that move is going to happen, this is kind of the perfect time to do that because they still have so much ahead of them in the season. Yeah, it's it's early enough too. I think to me also maybe maybe I don't know if this led to Kim Wan's decision, but when uh, I think Escobar went down and I think was it Ryan came in at right back and then I think Latif came in at right back instead of Kim Wan coming in. That that just to me told me like, or I don't know what the reason was or why Sharundal. I think he got asked, but I don't recall. But it, it was you know, Sharundal playing right back. I think he was a right back for the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, he was not initial. Uh, it seemed like Kimuwa is it was was not in 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 the plans at all. 
initially. I know he got the start, but he obviously got the start out of necessity. And maybe they, I don't know, maybe they wanted to keep him and stuff like that. But I think, um, I just think, you know, he may, he's just not one of, one of uh, Sharonalo's guys um, right off the back. And, and I think it, it just didn't work out. But you're going to be able to come out on top and make, you know, 400000 even though it didn't work out. Uh, he get, Kim gets to go back. Um, when he gets to play in the, in the K League and, be, you know, get a shot to play uh, and, and get a shot at, at playing in the World Cup potentially. But I, I also think, you know, another positive, it opens up an international slot, you know, it opens up an, an international slot. So uh, you could use that maybe for another midfielder or something, or, you, or they can pick up another right back within the league. I, I just don't think for me, like, you don't got to go that far to pick up defenders and, and, and goalkeepers in MLS. I feel like you use that more in the offense midfield and all those different things. They can pick up another solid right back within the league. I don't know who, but I don't think it's going to be hard to find another backup role. And on top of that, they're not paying Kim Mwan $600,000 to ride the bench. You know what I'm saying? So financially, uh, financially, LAFC are going to be better off. And I think uh, playing-wise, Kim Mwan is going to be better off if he goes to the K-League. So I think it's a win-win for both parties, both situations. It's unfortunate that they didn't happen. And maybe the next Korean player that comes into here, the next player that comes from Asia, uh, gets, gets, a, gets a better, get a shot at it. But I'm glad that Kim Won did it. I'm glad that LASC at least attempted to do it. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. And I think it's time it's time to move on. And we'll see how Shrondolo is going to fill that role because we've got to see – how Escobar does because that's the biggest thing because if Escobar is injury prone and he's not able to play the next game, um, does Ryan go to the right back position? You know, like where where who who steps up in his place? Uh, who do, would you want to step up in his place, JP? I think the answer is Latif Blessing and Amadou Fall um, at right back, um, and then you could play Acosta left back um, or Ryan, or Ryan if if Palacios stays injured for next game. Um, there's there's coverage, but it's just not natural right back coverage. You just have to put somebody out of position. Yes, Latif has played right back, but we all know it's not his his best or his true position. Um, Amadou Fall can also play right back because he's just fast, athletic, can run down that flank. But you know, if you really want to develop him, stay up, keep him at, at center back. Um, you know, there's coverage there. It's not like you know the the, the right back spot is fully exposed with Moon being gone. Um, but you know it's it's a easy you know gains can come from the lights um he's a right back so we can get him minutes so there's there's p- people that can cover um but it's it could also be an easy fix just wait for the summer and and you know get a right back to to provide depth and competition for escobar yeah no you make a good point uh andy i want to talk to you about Ilya sanchez he makes team of the week uh, i think this is the second time this year to make he makes team of the week uh what, what are your thoughts on Ilya sanchez so far two games three games in Man, he's he's knocking it out the park for for baseball terms since baseball is back. I think behind uh, Maxime Crepo, that's the best uh, offseason acquisition that LAFC had. Complete steal. I think that in terms of I, because you know this is always a, a business where you're going to compare players to players and stuff like that. In terms of a comparison to what Atuesta was for LAFC, I just think that Ilié is is obviously more defensively sound because he doesn't have to produce as much moving forward. And obviously, there's players in LAFC that could take the little bit of that heat off of him. I just think he's so solid, though. He's such a smart player. Uh, he, he clearly fits in well with the team, and I think that he has shown in, in every game his uh, capacity to really have an impact in, in many different ways. But like I said, defensively, he's so solid, and he's. I think the thing about him is he's very calm. He seems like a very – I mean, he's been 
he's been in the league, so he knows uh, how, how, it, how it is. But I think he's so calm on the ball. He's so composed. You haven't seen him really be flustered in, in many of these situations. And I think uh, for LAFC, that's that's huge because, once again, when Atuesta was here and, and the talk about trying to replace him, which we all were like, oh, it's going to be impossible. He was, you know, the best player that LAFC ever had, this and that, whatever, whatever. But it's like it, it seems like such an easy transition. And, and me saying this, being obviously a huge Atuesta fan, is, is crazy. But it, it has been such a seamless transition because of who LAFC surrounded him with. So I think um, he's he's been solid uh, to me, hands down the best player uh, in these first three games for LAFC. He's just he's really really good. It really comes down to that, and uh, the fact that LAFC was able to snag him in the offseason and and kind of pair him up with somebody like Kellen Acosta and, and and the other people that they have is is incredible. So uh, I'm excited to keep watching him this year, man. He's he's been really good. Yeah, to me, initially, I was like, I don't know how they're gonna replace a Twista because is a Twista. Uh, it's hard to replace a player like that. And the second thing is, like, how, if you're SKC, do you let Sanchez walk away? And I don't I don't understand how they let him go, what, why why, why it happened, but good for LASC because um, – and good for Elias Sanchez because he's a solid player. You're, you're seeing things that, you know, like you say, so defensive-minded, but he's doing certain things in that midfield that maybe – that are getting noticed, but it's like – you really get to see how elite he really is and how well he really understands the league and his position and what he needs to do. I'm just blown away. I'm honestly blown away that uh, SKC, for whatever reason, couldn't, couldn't sign him again because they also had a, a solid squad. JP, what, what are your thoughts on Sanchez? Yeah, I mean, I think he's great. I think he's been the most consistent player, like Andy said, um, these first three games. I mean, he also wanted to come here. He said he wanted to come play for LAFC. He wanted to be in the bank. Uh, he wanted – to you know what it to know what it feels like playing in the black and gold with the 3252 chanting for you and not against you um so i think that was that's another positive you know he wants to be here but yeah like i said um the first game his his defensive his defensive movements his defensive pressing is just so underrated um he's never going to get the spotlight on him but his his work is just great he can also ping you a ball you know he saw the ball he could he was able to ping um vela in the first game you know He's not the offensive threat. That's more or less a cost and Sifu's job. But, you know, he's, he plays it simple. He plays – he has Barca DNA. He comes from La Masia, so he can easily get the ball, release it, and it's just so nice and effortless for him. Yeah, no, overall very impressed uh, with what he has going on. So, LFC come back home. They play, they play Vancouver on Sunday at 7 p.m. That's going to be another exciting game. Um, big game for them this Sunday. Another, you know, they're gonna have two games uh to warm up till El Trafico. You know, this this April 9th. That's when El Trafico is. So you got the Vancouver, then you got Blackman. Orlando City. Say that again. The return of Tristan Blackman to the bank. Oh yeah, Tristan Blackman. Yeah, I forgot about Tristan Blackman. That's that's gonna be exciting to, uh, you know, to see him. And Maxine against their old team. And Daniel Henry used to play for Vancouver in the while back. So it's a big one. Yeah, and JP, JP, JP mentioned a good point, and Gio, you kind of touched on this earlier, but salute to the 3252. I think a player like Ilya saying that he wants to come to LAFC yeah. obviously has a lot to do with a lot of things, but the fan base is, is you know, from the beginning has put a lot of pressure on the league, uh, being so supportive, being so active. And, I, you know, we see teams, all these, uh, a lot of teams have away days, but 3252, man, they did, they did, they're amazing going down there to, to Fort Lauderdale. And seeing a player like Maxine Crepo, who is like infatuated with the fan base in just three games, uh, is great to see because that really speaks volumes to to 
the pressure and the atmosphere that these players um, felt coming into the bank as opponents and now being able to to feel that as uh, members of LAFC. So salute to the fans. I'm sure uh, Sunday is going to be great. Like I said, they like to make uh, the bank a tough place to play. So it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, no, I, I think that's what it's uh, what it was amazing. I think that I forgot who posted the video, but it was the thirty-two fifty-two singing in the rain and all that. And and it's good to see, right? We've come a long way from you know where the MLS is at, and be able to have that those fan bases because like from LA to Miami, it's not a it's not a cheap flight, but it's it's also a flight you kind of want to make. Too. <laughs> you know, some of those games, uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's not. It's not the worst flight. It's not the worst place in the world, but also it, it wasn't the, the best weather from from what we saw. It was windy. It was rainy, uh, you know. But I think it's 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 exciting when you see how well the thirty two fifty two travels, and how loud they are. And you make a good point, uh, you know, how Max Steen is infatuated with thirty fifty two, and they they really love having that type of support wherever they go. And, it, and it's hard because not every team can do that. Um, but LAC so far has been able to do in the first five years have been consistent with doing that no matter where they travel. And it's and I think it's also an amazing thing to see, uh, especially in this league as this league grows and everybody, you know, everybody around the league, uh, you know, tries to say that they have the best fan base. But, you know, when you make when you do the away days, I think that's that's where I think uh, some of the fan base separate themselves uh, from the other ones. So, yeah. Uh, I think that's going to wrap things up, guys. Like I said, Sunday, uh, Vancouver Whitecaps against LAFC and then Orlando and then El Trafico. So just three games away before we have the first El Trafico this season. I cannot wait for that. Please, God, just give us one game. One game with those two healthy starting going out because we just need – we deserve one game as fans, as media folks, as people that just want to see the best players in L.A. play against each other. Um, yeah, so I'm lo- I'm looking forward to that. So I want to thank Andy and JP for ha- hopping on and everybody tuning in in the comments. So that's going to wrap things up, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.